We believe that you are strong by design and you were made in God's image to have a strong body, mind, and spirit. Hi, my name is Chris Wilson, and you're listening to the number one strength and health authority podcast in the world. So let's get ready to unlock your potential and transform your life with today's expert. Hey there, welcome to the Strong by Design podcast. This is your host today, Coach Chris Wilson. I am uh, super, super excited today to be talking with a very good friend of ours here uh, at Critical Bench, Mr. Nick Nilsson, the mad scientist of muscle. He is uh, a a phenomenal resource when it comes to unethical training uh, for developing the body, developing the physique and, and, and overall strength. So, uh, Nick, just really super excited to have you on this show today. Thanks, man. Good to be here. I don't know if I call it unethical. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe unconventional. Unconventional. Yeah. I, I guess, I guess maybe, (laughs) maybe I overstepped the, the, the boundaries there unethical. It's, uh, some of the stuff though, that you see Nick do is definitely way like not even I don't think out of the box necessarily describes it very well. I think if if anyone's familiar with you, it's it's like the you destroy the box, the box is gone. Pretty much, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. It smashed it, and then I've built a new one, and I'm yeah, outside exactly. Yeah. Too, so. so I yeah. I guess uh, yeah, I'm not, I, and it's all I'm coming from a good place because I really enjoy all <laughs> all the content that Nick uh, has put together over the years and the way that you can train, uh, you know, in the, in the gym or outside of the gym in very interesting ways to really transform, uh, transform your physique. And, and his, his latest program metamorphosis is really just, a. I mean, this took some time obviously to put together. I mean, this is, this was not a, a few week affair. This was something that came together over, over months and years of, of work. And, um, so I take uh, take the listeners back to kind of like how this evolved, uh, wh- how you kind of came to the idea for the metamorphosis program and, 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 and what is involved with this. Absolutely. Yeah. And like you said, this goes back a long ways. This goes back probably more than 25 years in total of just basically training experience and developing these concepts over time. And then kind of realizing over time that these needed to go into their own separate program because this is what you can do to change your body very, very quickly by using them. Um, it started actually when uh, a friend of mine at a, the gym I was going to, I'd been training two or three years at that point. And I've been going almost 28 years now. So he kind of said, you know, you're really big and you're really strong, but you don't have a lot of uh, density in your muscles. You know, it's like you don't have a lot of vascularity. It's like, hmm, Interesting. So he suggested I start doing 100 rep sets, century sets. So I looked into that more, did a whole bunch of research. I tried them and really liked it. And that was basically the beginning of phase one of this program, which you'll see as we're going through, it is designed to transform your body literally from the inside out. Because one of the things that people run into when they hit a wall in their training, when they hit plateau, it's not necessarily because you're training wrong. It's just that your physiology is not developed enough to handle building more muscle. For a good example of this is like if you're building a house, if you use really skinny wood 
there's only so much weight that house can handle before it collapses before you really shouldn't build any more onto it. But if you use really thick wood, you use, you know, really good plumbing, good electrical, everything, you can really expand that. And that's exactly what we're going to do with this program. So the first phase of this program that I kind of came across was angiogenesis training, which is developing more blood vessels in your body. So a good example is like plumbing in your house. If you've just got a couple of pipes, it's not going to be very efficient. Um, another good way to think of it is also if you're on a street and you're getting a lot of deliveries to your house, if you've only got like one main street, there's going to be a lot of traffic on that street. It's not going to be very efficient. So what we're doing is we're building side streets, we're building back alleys, we're really making the body more efficient in terms of getting blood to the muscles, which helps with performance and getting protein to the muscles, which helps with growth, obviously. So phase one of this program is all about angiogenesis training. And uh, that's what came to me kind of 25 years ago. I didn't really know it at the time, but that's the beginnings of my kind of research into changing the physiology of the body to get around genetics, to basically accentuate your genetics. So you're not right. stuck with and, what you and got. And I don't think a lot of people realize that, you know, they, they kind of do think they're, they're just stuck with what they have and that they can only just, you know, build on where they're at and they, they mm -hmm. can't do a lot to shift the, the internal part uh, that can really just shape the external, but that's not necessarily the case. And it's, yeah. And you have a great line here on, on your sales page, uh, on the metamorphosis sales page. And they can find that if they just want to take a, what, what's the best link for people who are, who are listening right now and maybe want to just pull it up on their phone or look at it on their, their tablet or something. Sure. It's a muscle metamorphosis.com. There you go. And th yeah. there's a line here. Uh, when you're speaking about this first phase, uh, angiogenesis training, muscles need to be fed in order to grow and they need oxygen to perform. And, and that's really the foundation for, for life, right? If we, if we're not breathing, we're, we're, we're going to die fast. And so when we, when we breathe and when we're, this air that we're taking into our system, if it has more places to go, <laughs> yeah. Once it comes into our lungs and go through our our bloodstream, then we're we're just doing more to to benefit our our entire body and uh, certainly our muscles. Absolutely, um, yeah. And, and so that that's re just really really interesting information. You're you're building up your blood vessel density, uh, and so that's just just really really cool and 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 different. You know, it's as I said, you know, when it comes to Nick, it's going to be a different approach and and it's going to be a perspective that's not something maybe that people have even considered before hey if you want the free seven worst testosterone killers report then just text testo to 345-345 that's testo t-e-s-t-o to 345-345 and you'll get a text from me asking for your email and then you'll get the free report sent to your email inbox. Let's dive in. So once people are doing a better job of oxygenating their body with you know in increased uh, blood vessel activity, what's phase two look like? Phase two was actually... Um the next thing that I kind of discovered along the way here. And um, this came to me probably, it was about five or six years into my training. And uh, I realized I could not get past 300 pounds on the bench press. I was stuck. 
there was no way, nothing, no training program I was doing was getting me above that. And uh, I, I don't have particularly good leverage for bench press, so I don't have a whole lot of talent. So I really have to kind of maximize what I've got in order to get anywhere with bench press. So I did some research. And uh, that's one of the things you'll find in this book, actually. This is all based on research. This is gym experience, and I've got references from everywhere mm. pulled together to basically back up everything. It's an experimental program, but it's based on science. So the connective tissue is what I found was the problem for me with bench press. So what happens is your muscles, and this happens with steroid users when they build muscle too quickly. Yes. Their connective tissue is what stays weak because it takes time, a lot of time to really develop connective tissue strength. And you have to do it in a very specific way. Uh, what happens with steroid users is the muscle grows too fast, too big, too strong, and you get pec tears, you know, muscle ripping off the bone. You don't have the connective Bicep, tissue. Bicep tears, yeah. Yeah. It's mm -hmm. a huge problem with people who don't take the time to develop the connective tissue. It can happen with natural trainers as well, but especially people who develop very, very fast muscle growth. And obviously steroid users is a problem. But what I discovered is that connecting to connective tissue training, we've done very specifically via static holds, via lockouts. Um, there's no mystery to that. It's how you kind of put it together that I found better ways over the years to do it and accomplish it much more quickly than just kind of doing these things randomly. What I found after three to four months of doing static holds and lockouts on bench press my bench went up to 350 pounds after being stuck for like four years. No you know, like kidding. I couldn't get anything. Yeah. So it, that was a big jump and that was an eye opener to me. And even just um, in addition to the connected tissue, it also increases your nervous system, high threshold fiber recruitment. So your body knows how to activate those muscle fibers more effectively, more efficiently. So you're actually, you're actually getting stronger as you're also developing the connective tissue. So what I've done in the metamorphosis program is I delved into a lot of research on this. Um, I mean, I was, you know, my wife's sleeping on the couch and I'm doing research on yeah, my yeah, iPad. Yeah, of course. And uh, I'm like, you know, one, two in the morning and reading all these studies and trying to figure out what's the best way to really attack and target the connective tissue. And I found studies <clears throat> that actually showed a 50% greater increase in connective tissue strengthening using a very specific interval technique for static holds. So that's incorporated into the program. And um, I've also incorporated like um, very short range lockout holds in addition to the static holds of stuff like farmer's walks are in there, um, really heavy loaded carries, that kind of thing to also work your connective tissue under moving heavy loads. So not just, you know, holding a barbell on your back, for example, that's a static hold for squats, which is fantastic for developing spinal cord strength I'm not spinal cord strength, sure. but connective sure. tissue. But also um, you need to develop to really get a complete physique and loaded carries are a game changer for me and for anybody, especially the really heavy stuff, because that's what really develops your connect connective tissue under movement. And, you know, in everything we do in training and in life, you're not just standing there holding something right. up, you know, right. it never happens. You know, it rarely ever happens, I should say, but when you train for it with something like loaded carries, you develop connective tissue in all planes and core bracing everything. So it's fantastic stuff. And that's in the connective tissue phase of the program, the second phase. And, and those are some of the things that kind of stick out to me when I think of Nick. Uh, 
And I, I just, I can see you in the driveway or out on the road, you know, with, with, with weight on your back and, and, and weight in your arms. And I mean, if you could stack it on top of your head, like, like some type of, uh, you know, some type of, uh, you know, aboriginal f- uh, person, you know, I, I think you would probably yeah. try that too. Um, and, and, but, but you'll do this for several yards. I mean, you know, a hundred meters to, you know, oh, half yeah. a mile. Uh, I mean, you've done some, some, what are some of the distances that you've done with weighted carries? The craziest one I think I did was last fall. I did, um, 500 pounds yoke bar carry for a mile. 500 pounds yoke bar. So if anyone doesn't know, a yoke is basically like a, um, a freestanding squat rack. It's on, it's kind of like a, a smaller version of your, of your typical power rack or squat rack and what it's designed to be mobile. It's designed to be moved. And, uh, we actually have one here now. We have, we've had, been having a lot of fun with it. And so what you do is you load this, this large, you know, structure up with weight and get under it, just like you're going to squat. And then you lift it up off the ground. So it sits up off the ground, what, good three, six inches or so. so yeah, not, not far. Not yeah. far. And yeah. then you're just walking with that loaded rack on your back. So you had 500 pounds on the yoke and you and you went a full mile with yeah, it. Yeah, not all at once, mind you. Like, no, of course yeah, not. Like I would no, go probably some... about 30, 40 yards, set it down, rest a little bit, pick it up and keep going. And it wow. took me about three hours to do it. Goodness gracious. Yeah, so I was going up and down my street carrying this contraption and I didn't, I don't actually have one of those like pre-made wheat yokes like you guys have. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. I made one out of a safety squat bar and plumbing pipe. Oh my God. So it does, you want a mad scientist rigging up this thing. This thing was <laughs> Frankenstein like crazy. Like I had, oh, I man. had like rubber gaskets glued in with gorilla yeah, glue yeah. and you know, all these things on there. Yeah. Yeah, it's and I was, alive. Oh yeah, and I was holding that thing up and down the street all for like three. Hours. You are something else, man. Yeah. That is so cool. But that's and but that and talk about connected uh, developing connective tissue. I mean that right there. Um, when you're talking about stack holes and 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 um, and some of these uh, you know different uh, uh, approaches to strengthening this hard to get at connective tissue people don't realize you know it's like you you know you talked about it before the muscle can grow so much faster uh so much mm-hmm. stronger than than the tendons and the ligaments and 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 all these other vital parts right i mean the tendon holds the muscle to the bone you know the ligament ho- connects the bone to the bone and so that's such structural stuff you know that's like a that's like a house without you know really putting the cement bricks together uh, with it's foundation, right? It's it's like putting the wood together without using the nails to hold them to yeah. hold it together. So, uh, th- this is so cool that you can, you know, really start to transform your your strength without necessarily going after the muscle side of it. You're going after the the, the connective tissue, which a lot of people just yeah. don't take the time to consider. Most people don't even understand that it's a thing you need to do, to be honest. And when you kind of get it and you've never trained it before, you can make incredible progress. And connective tissue, unlike muscle tissue, really does not go away with time. So it's like you develop this connective tissue strength. You've got it for a long time. And, you know, muscle, if you don't train for like three or four weeks, starts to diminish in strength. Connective tissue, not so much. Uh, To give you an example, I can do... um, I can put a thousand pounds in the bar right now and do a lockout partial squat. I haven't done that in about eight to 10 months. 
I could put weight on the bar, do it right now and have no problem with it. So it's like that strength will always stay with you and it always functions. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. That's crazy. Wow. And and for anyone know, uh, uh, listening, you know, uh, a, th- a thousand pounds on your back, not, not really something <laughs> the you, everyday person's capable of doing. You, we uh, work up to it. It took me a lot of time yes, to work up to I, it. Yeah, man, I would say so. Goodness gracious. That's awesome. Looking to win some free Critical Bench swag? Here's how. Subscribe to the Strong by Design podcast on iTunes and then visit us on Instagram at The Critical Bench to let us know you're a subscriber. Be sure to DM us to get your free gifts. So now we've gone through phase one and phase two, we get to phase three. It's hyperplasia training. So talk to somebody a little bit about this muscle. Now we're getting kind of into the muscles. Talk to them a little bit about how you can develop and change your muscle fibers. This is actually like the really coolest one of the four, I think, because this is where genetics really comes into play as far as how big your muscles are going to get. Muscle fiber size, basically a lot of people start out at the same muscle fiber size. Muscle fiber number is a totally different ballgame. For example, if you've got a, a bicep with you know, a million muscle fibers in it or whatever, 100,000 muscle fibers, and they're the same size as a, each fiber is the same size as a guy who has 200,000 muscle fibers, obviously that's going to be a much bigger muscle just overall. Now, a lot of times when you have like an ectomorphic tendency, you have, you're kind of got screwed in the muscle fiber number department. People who are mesomorphs, you have a lot more. So the actual training for hyperplasia is kind of controversial. Um, There are good animal studies showing that it absolutely does happen. And there's a lot of extrapolation that goes towards showing that it happens in humans as well. So what I've done is create a phase that targets resisted stretching, loaded stretching. Now, what this does is this stretch is what's the key to achieving hyperplasia because what it does is activate satellite cells. And these are like extra muscle fiber cells that are just kind of sitting around on your muscle in case there's so much damage that they need to basically replace what's there or to augment what's there. They can be very hard to get at with normal training. With very stretched, focused, high-resistance training, you can activate those create new muscle fibers. Um, There is also a a mechanism for actually splitting the fibers you've got, but primarily what I'm going for is in this program is satellite cells. Mm. And and that's been proven to be more accessible, so to speak, than actually like splitting the muscle fibers because what they do in the animal studies is something no human being is going to want to go through. (laughs) You know, you're putting, for example, you're putting a bird in a full stretch for hours at a time with a lot of resistance, like a a third of its body weight. And who's going to want to, you know, do a fly and hold that for three hours at a time? You know, <laughs> this it's not going to happen. This does make me think of uh, of of BPAC for sure because I know yeah. he a lot of the stuff that he's done uh, over the years, mm-hmm. uh, and that's uh, Ben Pakolsky I'm referring to is a mm-hmm. uh, I, I think of him often as the world's smartest IFBB pro bodybuilder uh, who, who's just fantastic when it comes to muscle training, muscle development. Absolutely, yeah. 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 So this will actually make you laugh though. I actually found a way to do it for calves. (laughs) For your calves. Yeah. I haven't, uh, I've tested the prototype on myself and holy wow. The, um, 
like you can literally put a stretch on your calves for like an hour at a time while you're sitting at your desk working, for example. And uh, I haven't quite uh, developed the nerve to do a full month of testing on it yet, but I've got the prototype and uh, it's, it's a rigged up system and you'd, you'd crack up if you saw it in action. Oh my gosh. I but um, is it, is it PV more PVC? <laughs> it's actually not, it's no PVC. It's, okay. um, it's a hip belt. It's some bands. I had to go to a horse and stable supply company to get some of the uh, equipment for it. Yeah. I'm not even kidding. It's like, this is, I go all over the place for this kind of stuff, oh but yeah, gosh. the way, you, the way you rig it up and, uh, you know, I'll give you guys more information once I find out if it actually works or not. But, um, the test run I did for a couple of days was amazing actually. And it's like, I, this has some serious potential and I just have to give it like, you know, four to six weeks continuous. Cause that's about the time frame hyperplasia is going to be effective for, and we'll see what, what can happen with my scrawny little calves. Cause <laughs> I've always had a hard time yeah. building those. So this is like a, a white whale for me, you know? Yeah. The calves are, are certainly one of those muscle groups. It's kind of, you have them or you don't. Um, and they could be yeah. extremely strong. They can, they can be right in line with that. You know, you're proportionately strong from your, your toes to your nose, but those calves just don't want to kind of, you know, pop out and, and show everybody that they mean business. You know, I, I, it makes me think of a, a guy I used to work with, uh, years and years ago, had a ter- terrific physique, upper body physique. He's very lean, but uh, had a, a really good amount of muscle on him. He's very strong, but he had, I mean, when you say small calves, I mean, the, the guy, he, it's almost just like he had just bone from his knee wow. to his ankle. I yeah. mean, just no, but they were perfectly strong. He yeah. could do all the same calf raises and and, and everything else that, that, that we were, you know, the rest of us were doing. It, it was just, uh, he could not get these things to grow. Yeah. Honestly, the best set of calves I've seen on somebody naturally is um, a friend of mine, 65 year old mother. Uh. <laughs> she had these big, like they must've been 18 inch calves. Like I'm like, how did you get those? She's like, just had them, you know? Yeah. It, it, they're huge. Yeah. And it's, they're bigger than his calves. And he's like a 230 pound guy trains hard and everything. And his mother has better calves than oh him. My it's gosh. Like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Man. It's definitely does seem to be a genetic, yeah. a genetic gifting. You know, some people yeah. just have this exceptional, you know, lower leg and you're like, what do you do for those? I just, I, uh, I walk. Interesting. All right. So, uh, so the cool. So phase three is really about time under tension in a stretched state. So time under pre- stretch, yeah. Yeah, time under stretch. Wow, okay, so that's and very- the key. With, the, yeah, the key with this one too, I should mention, is not just stretch. Like, for example, you come down to the bottom of a fly. You don't just hold that fly yeah. passively. Right. You actually want to reverse the direction, come up just a fraction of an inch, so you're getting resistance. So you're actually actively stretching while you're under load. So it's active loaded stretching. So, for example, if you're holding a pair of 50-pound dumbbells in the fly position, you want to be exerting 49 pounds of force. So, you're like almost moving those dumbbells, but not quite. And then, obviously, you're holding it for a certain amount of time. You're going to have to be exerting more and more force as that comes. So, once you hit that point of maximum tension Mm. and you're done, then you're done. And that's when you've really lit up those muscle fibers and activated those satellite cells. And, and talking, talk about a little bit of pain and a little bit of discomfort. Like you say in your video on the, uh, on the sales page, you know, it's painfully, uh, painfully good programmer, p- painfully, whatever you say. And, and it's like, well, yeah, I deliberately yeah. said painful because 
some aspects of this are, you know, just like this. Um, It's, it's, it's not going to necessarily feel good in the moment. Yeah. It's, it's not injury pain. It's transformational pain and it's going to feel you're, it's going to be really hard and it's not going to be pleasant, but it works and it will give you amazing results, especially this hyperplasia phase. I actually found, even though I wasn't specifically targeting building muscle, Every time I do it, I gain 10 pounds in three weeks, lean mass. No kidding. So it, because what happens is you actually have to achieve a certain amount of hyper, hypertrophy before hyperplasia kicks in. Like those muscle cells have to really expand as much as they can as they are right now before they get that stimulus to really go, okay, now we need more. So you actually will gain a fair bit of muscle mass before the hyperplasia even kicks in. And then once that kicks in, then you're really leveling up your physique. Cool. Very awesome. So, so now we are into our final phase, the final portion of, of the program, which is the nervous system efficiency training. I I love, I, I love how you talk about this part. So I'll just let you go right to it. Talk about what this is training your nervous system. Yeah, there's a, a couple of different things here. The first kind of overriding concept is training for better efficiency in your nervous system. For example, you look at somebody who's like an Olympic lifter who has to stay in a certain weight class, yet they keep on getting stronger over the years. That's not just, obviously, it's, they're not building more muscle. They've only got a certain amount of muscle. So they're developing the connective tissue, first of all, to handle more loads, but they're also becoming more and more efficient in their nervous system activation. So for example, let's say as a a regular trainer, we're capable of firing 80% of our muscle mass or 80% of the threshold. These guys, you know, if they're high levels, they're naturally already a step above that, but they can train to get to like 90, 95, 96, 97, 98, as they're going through. And, you know, this is in addition to developing better technique. They're also developing better, more efficient activation of those muscle fiber units. So this is what we're after with this fourth phase. So in the first phase, kind of tying it all together, you've improved your plumbing. So you're getting more oxygenation, you're getting more fuel to the muscle fibers. In the second phase, you're developing and strengthening that connective tissue. So the heavier loads you're going to be using in phase four are not going to damage your connective tissue. The uh, You're not going to be, your body's not going to put the brakes on your weight, basically, because if you're using too much weight, mm-hmm. your body will shut it down because the connective tissue is weak. We've addressed that. So your connective tissue is not weak. It's going to be able to take advantage of this nervous system efficiency that we're creating. You've also developed more muscle fibers. So you've got more muscle to go with the stronger connective tissue that's being better fed from phase one. So phase four, you put it all together. And that's when everything just stacks one level on top of another. And the stuff you're doing in this phase are some really incredible nervous system hacks that I've some I've kind of figured out my own my own and some I've kind of discovered through research and kind of taken and run with the concept. And um, there are ways you can basically increase your strength instantly five to 10% just by doing these specific methods. Uh, one of my favorite ones is what I call, um, <laughs> see if I can say it, contralateral antagonistic neuromuscular oh activation. All right. Give me the, what's the acronym? What's the acronym for that? Is there? I, I don't even know. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> it's like a word salad. I mean, it is. Yeah, when you kind of put it all together, it's take a dumbbell curl on your left bicep. So, 
do left occur with your left bicep. That's your primary thing that we're going for, left bicep. Keep that in mind. Now, there's a connective tissue, a, a connection that crosses over in your brain. So some of the nerves cross over in your, basically your base, base level brain. 10% of those connect to the other side. So when you're activating your bicep on one side, your tricep on the other side is getting some level of activation. This is why when you're in a cast, if you work your right bicep, if your cast is on your left arm, you'll actually maintain some level of strength and muscle mass in your other side because of that crossover. Interesting. So I think the guy who came up with this is, uh, his last name is Scapinetti. I can't remember his first name, but uh, the concept is Scapjacks he came up with. He was a chiropractor. He realized this and tested it. So what I, he had, he was doing it left bicep curl, right tricep push down. So when you're doing a tricep push down, that 10% greater activation goes to your left bicep. So if you could do 50 pound curl, now you can do a 55 pound curl. So it's instant ramping up. And it's not that your muscle is any bigger. It's just, and not necessarily any stronger, but you're getting that increased activation. Like I was talking yeah. about with the Olympic lifters, but you're getting it right now and you're getting it within your own body. So what, uh, and the technique is really cool. So take 50 pound dumb on your left hand, 50 in your right hand, as you're curling up with your left hand, do a kickback with your right hand. So it's, you're kind of getting that activation on the right tricep at the same time as you're getting a left bicep. So the focus is the left bicep, that weight on the left bicep, even if you were struggling with before is suddenly going to fly right up. Cause you're getting a 10% but kind of bump or bonus from, from, from the nervous system. Yeah. From, from the brain. Exactly. Yeah. It's like having a spotter in front of you, giving you 10% more help. It's yeah, instantly yeah. right there. And it's within your own body, within your own nervous system. And, um, yeah, the, the curl version of this is great because you can use the same weight on both sides. You can immediately switch and do the same thing on your other side now. Yeah. So now instead of doing, you know, five sets of, or two sets of two reps with 50 pound dumbbells, now you're doing two sets of five to six reps with 50 pound dumbbells. So that's an immediate and instantaneous increase in strength and volume. Wow, how interesting. Hey, if you want the free seven worst testosterone killers report, then just text TESTO to 345-345. That's TESTO, T-E-S-T-O to 345-345. And you'll get a text from me asking for your email. And then you'll get the free report sent to your email inbox. Let's dive in. Without knowing all the science behind it, I've done some of the antagonist training before, mm -hmm. you know, where you do the, the one arm press down with the, with the curl in the other arm, you know, and yeah. it, it is amazing how, how strong, you know, and I guess I, I never really equated it to this 10% bump in, in, in overall output yeah. uh, or capability, but it did, it did make you feel stronger in your curl as you're pushing yeah. with the other side. It, yeah, it, it absolutely does. And the cool thing is, I've come up with techniques for every other muscle in your body. Wow. Like I figured out a way to do it with a dumbbell bench press where say you're doing a hundred pound dumbbell on a one arm dumbbell bench press. Suddenly now you can do 110 pound dumbbell without being any stronger specifically. But now your nervous system is fired. Boom. You got 10 pounds more instantly right in there. So 
I mean, the only thing I guess I'm thinking in my head is what if you're if you're laying on a bench, maybe with a uh, a, a D ring grip in, in your other hand with with on a cable and you're pulling with the other arm. Is that kind of like it's very similar? What, actually, what you don't even need the cable on the other arm, actually, Okay. because what you want to do is you don't when you're doing the um, the kickback, you actually do want some movement. Right. When you're doing it with uh, the press, you actually want to oppose it with. Um, an inverted row, like uh, a body weight inverted uh, isometric row. Okay. So you're laying in the power rack. You set a bar just almost at lockout. So you're getting, you know, some bend in your elbow. So you're actually in the strongest point of an inverted row. Right. And you want to actually keep your shoulders horizontal. You don't want to actually do. Right. It's a, it's a great core exercise. I've done that one and it's awesome. I call it an ab ripper, <laughs> you know, for you know obvious reasons. But with this one, you actually want to just get that isometric. So you're pulling down with your lats. You're really activating the biceps strong. And then you're pressing. So you're getting double activation contralaterally. You're activating biceps and your lats the same time as you're activating your triceps and your pecs on the other side. So you're getting a double response on that. And literally, you can test it with a hundred pound dumbbell and then test it immediately with 110 boom, you'll notice the difference immediately. You'll feel stronger wow. and you'll move, you will actually move yeah. more weight. That's so cool. I love yeah. stuff like that. It's really neat, but that's what makes you, you know, so, so uh, different. And so interesting is the, that you're willing to put in the time and the effort to figure some of these things out on your own and just playing around in your, in your lab your, 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 your own gym, you know, where yeah. you're just in there. How, how many hours would you say in a, in a given week or month, are you in there just, just kicking around, trying new things just to see what you can come up with? Um, usually I train about four or five times a week. And right. a lot of times I go in just to do a normal workout with normal exercises. And I come up with like five things. <laughs> it's like, I'm not even trying to do yeah. this sometimes. Sometimes I go in with a purpose and knowing okay, I thought of this concept. I want to test it out now and I'll work it until I can kind of make it functional. Right. And, you know, just the other day, actually, I, w I went in and tried to um, do a, a leg a leg curl variation, by the way, leg curl variation, Nordic Chrome, and I ended up coming up with a great core exercise based on it. Like, it's just insane. Like, if you're familiar with the Nordic curl, with the, the body weight uh, leg curl, right. where your lower leg, yes. your lower legs you are fall anchored, forward. And yeah, everything yeah. from the knee. Yeah. So the concept I was trying to use was <laughs> it sort of worked and it sort of didn't. But um, instead of anchoring your feet on something solid, like, uh, for example, a lat pull down or a decline bench, I was holding a, a 125 pound dumbbell in between my ankles. So I was using that to anchor myself down to do the Nordic curl instead of something solid. So I was getting tension from both ends. So like, it was like trying to do a dumbbell leg curl at the same right. time as doing a Nordic curl. And I managed to get a couple of reps and holy man, <laughs> it's like, I could probably do this, but I don't think I'm going to put this out for general public consumption yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah. there's a lot of things that can go wrong with this. So it's, as I was messing with it though, I'm like, you know, if I back my feet up a little bit, put my forearms on the bench, now I've got a weighted plank. And this, this is a phenomenal exercise because you just need a bench and a dumbbell. You clamp the dumbbell between your ankles. You come up into the plank position, just a slight bend in your hips, and you just hold it. And you can do it hard style. And it actually allows you to graduate the resistance on a plank very, very easily. Like the bodyweight plank, great exercise if you're sure. a beginner. Once you can do more than a minute, it gets kind of useless. Once you start adding heavy weight, you can keep on 
you know, working within that 30 to 60 second time frame and still get a lot out of it. So, you know, I had 125 pound dumbbell between my calves. I was doing this plank position, 30 seconds was all I could get. So that's like, this is a perfect way to load it. Not hard on the lower back. Right, right, and I right. came up with yeah. it trying to for, do uh, For someone who doesn't have exercise. a glute ham raise, yeah. you know, device or machine, you know, to, to work with. And then you, you know, accidentally kind of come up with a, a brand new exercise to, to hurt yourself with. That's fantastic. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, I, I, this is, uh, <laughs> so this is really cool. So if someone, so each phase now, now, now that we've gone through all the phases, how much time is somebody dedicating to each of these phases and, and how are they putting this program together in essence? Yeah. Each phase is three weeks and uh, how many workouts you do changes in each phase. So for example, the angiogenesis training, the blood vessel training, you're going to be doing four workout sessions per week. And it takes about an hour to get through each session. So this is not a ridiculous amount of time on this phase. The second phase is connective tissue training. It's going to be five days a week. And again, that's that's about an hour. The third phase of hyperplasia training is where it gets interesting. Six days a week, working every single muscle every single day for three weeks. So we're literally trying to damage the crap out of your muscles every day for three weeks. And this really, it works phenomenally well. And it's not fun. And um, I have a kind of a way to do it where you can either do it full bore and it takes about an hour and a half per workout, or you can kind of scale it back a little bit and be done in about an hour. So there's options for that as well. The uh, nervous system training four days a week, 45 minutes to an hour. And um, the key with this one is the order. So you really want those phases to be done in order. Like if you do your, if you do the um, mm -hmm. nervous system training, you could play with it and do some of it right now, but you're going to get more out of it if you stack it in the order where it's supposed to go, because each phase builds on what happened, what you accomplished in the last phase. So, yeah, right. I mean, the basic level, the angiogenesis blood vessel, that helps on all four phases, the connective tissue training, you need that, like I was saying, to set up the nervous system, you need that to strengthen so that when you're doing the stretch training, you're not, you know, injuring any connective tissue that's strengthened. That's why you're doing it right before the connective to before the um, hyperplasia training, you do hyperplasia to get more muscle fibers so that when you're stronger in the nervous system activation, you're tying those fibers into the, you know, everything. Yeah. So it's, it's very um, structured in terms of, you don't necessarily have to do it that way, but it's highly recommended at least the first time through. Um, if you and right, and I was going to say you're recommending that you do this all four phases, you know, sequentially and without a break between them, so yeah. that you're able to see this stacking of uh, this stacking, um, you know, benefit. Absolutely, yeah. And uh, the really interesting thing about this is that it also works with an accumulation intensification uh, wave kind of loading thing. So just kind of the. Um, the short version of that is like a controlled overtraining thing where you do a high volume, then you do low volume and intensity, high volume, and then low volume and intensity. So it's like when somebody is doing a lot of volume training, what's the best thing for them to do after that? It's a very low volume and heavier weight because it's the opposite of what they've been doing. It's like nothing works forever. So you've got to, you know, stay one step ahead of your body's reaction to training. So your phase one is high volume. Your phase two is heavy weight, lots of rest, low volume. Your phase three is high volume, high frequency. Phase four is low volume, high intensity again. So you're actually following that peaks and valleys kind of system very, very structurally with that. And you develop some amazing strength with this program. 
and you develop a lot of muscle mass even through phase three because everything sets that up. The real key for this program, though, is you're not specifically doing it to build muscle during the program, even though you will build muscle. You're actually setting up everything else you do from then on in your future. So by changing your physiology in this way, every other muscle building program you do from now on is going to work better for you. So this is, this is what I consider like foundational training, like baseline training. Yeah. So you can improve your foundation every single time you do this. So for example, if somebody's doing like a German volume training, your friend might get more out of it because he's got more muscle fibers. It doesn't work well for you. Now it's going to work well for you because you have more muscle fibers, because you have better circulation, all of these reasons. So every other program you do from now on is going to build more muscle on you. And, so it just it, and you could come back to this metamorphosis program every so often, maybe if you did it annually, maybe. Absolutely, yeah. Or, right. You know, so to, you say, okay, well, it's 90 days to do all four phases, and I'll do it, you know, in January or February of every year. And then that just sets me yeah. up for all my other training, all those other, you know, 10 and a half months out of the year. Uh, you're going to, you're going to see some gains. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's phenomenal how well it works. And it, um, like I say, it's not pleasant <laughs> to do, but, uh, when you're constantly setting yourself up like this, it just makes everything go better when you're doing other training programs. So it, it's just, um, I forgot what I was going to say. Anyways, <laughs> I got like so many things ripping through my head sometimes. I, I'm sure. I'm uh, well. Hey, man, you're you're the mad scientist for for you know for uh, for a reason. You you just got too much yeah. going on up in that up in that cranium. You know, you're just thinking of the next thing. You, you I mean, you're you're coming up with exercises by accident. Who does that? You're like going to do a bench press. Yeah. You're like, oh, I know. I, this will make a great ab exercise if I do it like this. Just like that one where you, oh, yeah. where the, the perfect example is that one where you're hanging the top half of your body off the bench mm-hmm. and doing dumbbell presses. Absolutely. Yeah. What yeah. a great way to train your core. It's phenomenal actually to hit your six pack abs. It's yeah. just unbelievable. It's like a beach body exercise. You know, you're working your chest, you're working your abs. Boom. It's yeah. It's fantastic. It's That's brutal, but crazy. it's fantastic. Yeah. Oh, I hear, I, 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 which one's that in the background? Now, Nick is a dog lover, yeah. a big time dog lover. You have, and you have three. Mm-hmm. So, what what are their names? What are their, what are the three dogs' names? I've got uh, Moki who's barking right now. Yes, yeah, he's got he's a chow mix. He's a he's a guard dog. So every time he sees like a, if there's somebody walking by the house, like ah, I'm going to let you know I'm here. <laughs> I've got uh, Sasha who's a Siberian Husky, and we got Shadow who's a Malamute. Awesome! Wow, and yeah, we got mix. we go through a vacuum like once every six months. It's just I was going to say dude, yeah. the house is just. So you're outside. I mean, you're you got to brush them too, though, right? I mean, you're out there. Oh, yeah. It's constant work. Yeah, you need to. Yeah, if you're not brushing these guys a lot, you know, then you're getting clouds of fur all over in your house and your oh, food. Oh my gosh! It's amazing That's how you great. can actually get food in your fur in your food even like right after you open a can <laughs> of something. It's like, how's there, you know, fur in my food? <laughs> oh my like, gosh. Hey, uh, hey, it's more protein, right? Yeah, oh, yeah, that's fine. Added hair from the dog. It just makes you more more, more of an animal yourself. That's all. Absolutely. We're, we're all dog lovers here at uh, Critical Bench. So uh, it's, it's no, no, no sweat off my back when the, when a dog starts, starts to bark. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, I really, I mean, thank you so much for taking the time to, to really break down uh, this program and, and let people know what to expect and how interesting and different this is. And it's really backed by science and results driven. 
So if somebody is really, I don't want to say desperate, but if they've really kind of come to the end of like, they've tried this, they've tried that, and they, they, they can't seem to get the, the size that they want or can't seem to get over uh, that 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 mm-hmm. plateau in strength. I mean, this, this program can change their physiology, change the inside uh, uh, of their body and, and get the, their body to start to develop in a, in a different way. Absolutely. Yeah. And one thing I want to kind of make clear too, is all these adaptations, they do happen with regular training Yes. over time, a lot of time, a lot of time. like years of time. Right. So these things do actually happen with regular training. I'm not saying this is like some whole new, you know, magic bolt, magic, anything from out of the blue. It's like these processes do happen. It could take you five to 10 years for them to happen. We're going to do that in three months. So you're taking very focused work, very focused training, very focused workload. You're not going to lose any muscle. I promise you that you will build muscle on this. You will gain strength and all of these things for setting up better gains in the future, especially once you're past that beginner phase where everything comes easy you know, it starts to slow down. This is what you do after that to set your body up for better gains in just in everything, strength, muscle, even fat loss. That's fantastic. And yeah, if I, I, I'm definitely a bit more goal oriented when it comes to training and, you know, kind of I'm, I'm up and down with what my goals actually are, whether it's sometimes it's fat loss, sometimes it's strength related, right? Um, sometimes it's just more better athleticism, in, increased mobility, whatever it is. Uh, so I'm kind of all over the map with, with, with that. But for, for people who like a plan and like, and like are, are goal driven, I, I think this is a terrific, terrific program to, to get involved with because it's, it really sets you up and there's just, it makes so much sense to me. It gives you great direction and you've, you've broken everything down so, so plainly. Uh, just fantastic. Yeah. Every single day, training day, every workout, every set rep is in the program. You can obviously, you can adjust things as you need to, but if you want to have a program that tells you exactly what to do every single day, this is it. And I do recommend going through it pretty much as is, as best you can first time through. And um, even with the supplements that I recommend in the program, there's nothing, there's no generic general recommendations in here. It's very, this supplement is going to be necessary for this phase. You don't need it in this phase, you know, take it right here and then because this is what you need it for. Right. You know, so there's, there's supplement recommendations for that specifically. You don't need to take all of them. There's some that I highly recommend, but you don't necessarily need to take them for this to work. Um, It's going to help things work better and you're not going to be taking them all the time. It's a very targeted, very specifically targeted supplementation, essentially. And, and you loaded people up too. I mean, this is what, like 200 and some odd pages, like 235, 40 pages mm-hmm. of, of information. And uh, you obviously, you recommend people kind of like pour through it a little bit, kind of get the big picture, mm-hmm. you know, do the, you know, look over the, the workout sheets after you've read through all of what the phases uh, break out to be, or just listen to this podcast another few times. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you'll really get a good sense of, of what Nick's, uh, uh, you know, trying to provide for you and, uh, and getting you to, uh, uh, you know, getting you to do through each of these three week phases. Yeah. So uh, it's, it's fantastic. Uh, thank you so much for, for, uh, for talking with us today and, and sharing uh, this brand new program. And, and, uh, I know this will benefit people who are interested, uh, again, Nick, share the link with, uh, where they can find this. 
Absolutely. It's uh, musclemetamorphosis.com. And you can also just type Nick Nilsson into just about any platform and you'll be able to probably find, uh, find this, this program out there. It's, it's, uh, really, really unique, really different. Rebuild your body from the inside out metamorphosis by Nick Nelson. Awesome stuff, Nick. Thank you so much for being on the strong by design podcast with us today. And we'll look forward to, uh, talking with you again in the future, my man. Sounds good, man. It was great. Thank you for listening and stay strong by design.